the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Liberty in America is under assault. We no longer live in a reality that includes property rights. We're no longer the kings of our own castle. We no longer enjoy the true benefits of capitalism. Instead, we're negotiating our rights with our own government. This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. This is the Liberty Hour, each and every Sunday night, 8 to 9, where we discuss and dissect political talking points from both parties. If you care to participate in the show, 312-642-5600. These are crazy times, my friend, Macbeth. Crazy. All kinds of skullduggery going on. Ludicrous. Ludicrous. And, uh, Almost plaid. You know, it's, it's funny because preparing for a radio show that is off at 8 to 9 at night, you, well, hold on, hold on. You have never well, prepared for this I like show. To, you know, I like to keep myself uh, informed for the news. I like to get the daily news, to quote George Costanza. Um, but to get the daily news, and it's not like six minutes before the show, it doesn't, uh, you know, it doesn't really help you that much when we're talking again about another national emergency. I've got Scaramucci at Joe Biden events. I don't know what the hell's going on there. Um, we've got all kinds of tumult and turmoil in our economic news. Right now, the Dow is getting beaten like a redheaded stepchild at a family event. No offense to the redheads out there. Um, no, they know the struggle. And there's a lot going on with the Federal Reserve as Trump is uh, basically innu- giving an innuendo that he wants him. He wouldn't be offended if he steps down. It's all kinds of, of, of macroeconomic stuff going on. And not, in my opinion, the right attention to it. Because I think I have found the red herring. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. The red herring of what's going on is, what if you had a, a villain, a face, for the fact that the government itself has propped up the economy illegitimately, and that they've created a bubble that is bigger than the one that, was, that burst in 2008? And that they really didn't know how to stop the phony money, how to stop the manipulated lending, and how to stop the corporatism that they point to as a success and the government spending and debt. They couldn't stop it all. But they could invoke the focus and attention of the American people on an enemy they could rally around. So there is where the rub is, because for the life of me, I had a hard time dealing with the protectionist arguments. I thought we had grown up. I thought we were 
bigger than that. I thought that the 30s went by, and I thought that the 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 50s and 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 the manipulation of the economy. I thought, and, and every book Milton Friedman wrote. I thought that we this was all common knowledge, all yeah. right? So these things actually happened, right? Yeah, for like a year and a half. I've We're been sure saying, about this. We're I, not in some sort of alternate dimension. It's like re-arguing the Enlightenment. Yeah. Yeah. To me, we're re-arguing fundamental facts that make us what we are today. Yeah, and I'm, I'm having conversations with uh, people who are self-described as conservative about the benefits of individual liberty, and they're disagreeing with me. I it's, mean, it's a very bizarre time. It's a bizarre time when, when so-called Republicans are rallying around the direction of, of and I know it's going to be bombastic because I'm going to invoke Trump's name, of a president who says... In a tweet, I order you to seek other avenues to do business in than China, because here's the problem with this argument. This was something he should have had with Richard Nixon, who he was around and had had the ear of. He should have had with Richard Nixon, because it is through Richard Nixon opening up trade to the Orient that supply chains for 55 years have been built around. So when you say... That we're going to have a trade war with China. Isn't anybody curious to know why that includes other countries that also do trade with China, but then do trade with us? See, because this isn't as specifically targeted as I can't stand the red Chinese as Peter Navarro and as the White House would have you believe. This affects companies that also trade with China and then trade with us. If those components have Chinese materials, well, they're tariffed. I, I think people... Forget that. I think that that's lost in the argument as we have this Econ 101 debate again, whether um, closing yourself off to to consumer value is really up for grabs or not. Are you all right? Did you almost knock yourself out? I no, yeah, I just literally smacked myself violently yeah. in the face with headphones. Well, you, you got to stretch them out. Cause I've had a lot of practice with this. Yeah. I've never actually been able to pull that off before, so it's, I'm definitely progressing. It's hard to do visual jokes on radio. Oh, man. But if someone could imagine... We are streaming this. A headset that I'm is, not very well lit, but good grief, that had to be funny. <laughs> it's very funny. Oh, man, it hurts. Yeah, yeah. But back to... Um, I think it could be a red herring, kid. What do you think of that? I think it's a manufactured excuse for the inevitable failure they all knew was coming. Well, first of all, I'm more of a fan of Red Snapper. Um, and also, I think that when you, when, you, when you go ahead and you're, you're talking about something as complex as trade, there is no simple, you know, push forward, push back. This isn't checkers. You know, you, you're, things move in more than one direction. So you can't say with definitive, like, oh, well, we do this and then this will be the No, you cannot foresee the effects. And you're playing with fire. Well, and the th- but you've got 50 years of supply. For instance, I'm yeah. reading Jim's comment. Jim from South Elgin. Is he actually on topic? He is on topic. Oh, we're taking this, this guy. Is, this we is got one time. In 14 I'm making weeks. time. Yes. All right. For once, Jim, South Elgin. Hey, Jim. You're on topic, baby. Go ahead. Ask the question. I'm always on topic, but uh, sometimes topics vary. All right. <laughs> okay. all right. well, anyways, well, I'm on the game. That there was handshake agreement with uh, Japan to buy a lot of uh, farm goods from us, and that would sort of offset the concern about China. Now, Jim, I know you, and I know you're an old man, and you remember in the 70s and 80s, do you remember who the enemy was then that we were supposed to, supposedly going to have a trade war with? Do you remember the turmoil in the 70s and 80s? Who was the enemy then? Enlighten the people. Well, actually, back in the 70s, I was all wrapped up in school, so I wasn't paying okay. too much attention. I'll help to you. It's who you mentioned. It was Japan. I was born Japan in the 80s. Japan was the bad guy in the 70s and the 80s. And they were the one that was going to steal the country. And they were the one that were robbing American jobs. And all and of buying the, up exact all the high-rise, same yeah. lies, lies 
that you hear about the, the, the value deficit, not a trade deficit, that we have with other trading partners now that was targeted towards Japan. And I find it laughable that the arguably the most protectionist orientated president we've had since Teddy Roosevelt now sees and touts an agreement with the once enemy of America, Japan. Because it was through the argument of Japan that spurred all of the Milton Friedmans and spurred all of those those debates where we crushed the idea of free trade versus manufactured uh, protectionism. We need to, to take a moment here and play our weekly game of what the hell is going on behind Jim. Is that a ping pong tournament, yeah, Jim? Yeah, Jim, what are you doing there? What's going on in the house? No, I'm just here. My I got the little dog barking in the background. That's all. It sounds like ping pong. <laughs> now, are you here or are you no. at your Epstein sex Jim's, palace I think, in uh, in South no, America? I'm, I'm here in Elgin. Oh wow! Wonderful. I thing. was in uh, Cancun last weekend, though. See this? That's this nice. is the guy. It's nice. All you got to do is become a dentist. Do they Stick wear Hawaiian shirts? I can't Cancun? be a rich real estate guy. And go to Florida. All Stick your hands and spill <laughs> other people's mouth and travel the world. I like it. Well, go. listen, Jim, you're my Epstein. I appreciate you calling the show. Thank you very much. Not a compliment, Sean. Sure, it is. No, it's not. Um. You know, that's another thing. We never really covered the Epstein thing. Yeah, well, it's too convoluted to really actually do anything factual on, though. Is it, am I right? This is the show where we have Conspiracy Hour Radio, sometimes? Uh, maybe. All right, let's... I would love to do a conspiracy theory show with you. A conspiracy... Listen, he broke the bone in his neck yeah. that only gets broken in two instances. When someone breaks your neck... Right. ...or you hang yourself when they used to drop you eight right. feet it's, and snap you. Yes. Not some fat guy leaning off a bed with a, with a sheet. What he did... What, the way he... Um, the way his neck was broken was more consistent with what would be called humane hanging, mm-hmm. where someone is dropped through... Dropped. Yeah. Uh, ...versus, uh, say, being strung up by a tree, by a posse... Cameras off. We're a gradual hanging. That's, Guards that's probably are dismissed. A way to go. I mean, the only thing we're well, missing is I've the actual the validated. Off. I've heard on. that the cameras were broken. Either way, they would maybe have caught somebody going in out of the cell, but not the but, actual. Well, the event. guards are dismissed. Or no, they were sleeping. What was this excuse for They're the guards? supposedly sleeping, but sleeping? they're also not cooperating. But mm-hmm. then, yeah. yeah. Did they find the validated the parking warden. ticket for the CIA yet? I, I think that was left in the garbage can in huh. the cell conveniently, <laughs> yes. so ridiculous. You need Nixon's plumbers to confess? Right. Hello? I, I want to hear more from LBJ's plumbers. That's you know, more so interesting ridiculous. to me. Ridiculous. Yeah. So ridiculous. This goes on. I just and, and the memes are very funny, though. The, the Facebook and, uh, and Instagram and, and I don't, all that. I don't uh, look at that. I got to confess. They, they, they I don't even quite, hit there are quite a few um, There are quite a few candid photos of Bill and Hillary Clinton with strange looks on their face, mm-hmm. as there would be of anyone who is talking. Anytime somebody is talking, you can get a freeze frame of them making a very strange face in the middle of a word. And uh, many of them have, you know, you shut your mouth before I kill yourself. Uh, things like that. They're, they're, you know, they're very fun. For all of the craziness going on as yeah. we started the show, this is crazy. This is craziness. This is really well, cool. The crazy I'm having seems a so great time. It seems totally not? normal at this point. This though. is like watching one of those new uh, Showtime documentaries of political corruption. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's just political corruption and espionage and all of the nonsense that go in before people real, realize. You know who's in Washington, right? Losers. Other American, other people. Yeah, people who they're failed not at other gods. things. They're corrupt scumbags for the most part and the idea that we turn anything over to them is ludicrous on its face and how dare anyone chant why don't these five guys take control of trade give it back to the people none of these people should have their nose in our business it's the liberty hour we'll be back after this 312-642-5600 sean from elmwood park this is the liberty hour 
Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. Now the headset is working. What the hell is going on? You don't let people touch my stuff. You know, that's, Who's touching uh, my stuff? That's my fault for not double-checking it after the last show. So All these guys in here touching my stuff. This is, I, I mean, I'll, I'll thought the punch profit in the face. Well, you know, it's their stuff during their show. All right. If that's how we're going to go with it. That's how it sort of is. So, yes, that's give me an option on this. Uh, 312-642-5600. So I like when listeners... Send me stories. I really do. Yeah. And um, especially guys like that, that we actually appreciate. Especially guys. They right. say smart things and they're nice people. And, and, and one of them just sent me a thing about. Um, Give him a know? plug. It's uh, Tom from Deer Park. Tom from Deer Park. Yeah. And did you know that Trump has on more than one occasion by this report here. Okay. Has suggested that when hurricanes are coming to America. Yeah. We nuke them. Now, part of me loves right. this. See, there are some things I am different than than most people who criticize Trump because there are some things he does I absolutely love. I get a, I get a huge kick out of. Yeah, you know, I wasn't going to take the low road and and it's uh, entertaining. And the whole thing with I am the chosen one. Now, I could have taken the low road. Yeah, and you heard that been ta- it's been taken out of context. Yeah, I've got the whole thing loaded. It's a minute and forty seven seconds long. But, but yeah, I mean, the and full we'll do, context we'll, we'll is go through that. in a later segment, but it, that's, yeah. But, you know, it's, it, he was clearly kind of, be, he was joking around and being sarcastic. Correct, and it's and, also been confused online with uh, some comments that he was saying about uh, Bibi. Yeah. And something that he was quoting from Wayne Allen Root, I think it was. Sure. Also, so they're, 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 people have conflated those three things together and he said, oh, he has a messiah complex, which he very well may. Yeah, but, but here's not, the thing. It's not, not evident in this. The people that don't like him are offended by this. In my opinion, something like this, he's making fun of the diehard Trump supporters. Yeah, that no bit. matter what he does, they do believe and, he is the chosen one. And not only that, but if you watch the video, he's he's making he's putting his hands yeah. out and looking up and smiling. Like anybody who was there in person, you could tell the the, the press there laughs a little bit. Like they knew he was joking. Exactly. He looked yeah. up and he said the thing. But here's the thing. I noticed it too when he said when he was when he was running and he said I could shoot somebody in the middle of Times Square. Right. And not lose a supporter. Right. And 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 to me It seems like he might not have been wrong. That he, well he wasn't wrong. But moreover the people who should be appalled by that are the people who have to evaluate what their actually what their support is of Donald Trump? I get this all the time when I will say something where I am pointing out a fallacy in his position, or 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 a clear and total one hundred and eighty degree turn from conservative values and principles, and they say, "Well, get on the Trump train," and that boggles my mind. How people would want to know that they are in a position of faith and hope rather than fact and principle, that's the detriment to America right there, kid. Because they, we, we are now in a climate where people are willingly cheering against their fellow man in the way that the Democrats used to do against the Republicans. Now it's Republicans against Republicans and Republicans against everybody when they support things that are detrimental to society in general. For instance, the debt, the spending, but the tariffs. This is something where they're cheering against all the principles and fundamentals that are used to be called Republicanism, but are mainly conservative, original, orientated American values. So right. it's, it's which now if you talk to somebody who is ardently, uh, you know, what I call Trump acolytes who don't really distinguish right from left. They just view Trump as right and anything who isn't Trump or doesn't support Trump as left talking about things which are very left 
or I'm sorry, very right of where Trump stands on things makes you left. Oh, it's because you disagree with Trump. Therefore, you're left. I and said it's like there's there's literally no what he's done is brilliant to me. Right. Because he's captured the the. The, the bad things about the Democrat Party and made them conservative. Yes. And he has taken the party in well, it's general. A, it's an adoption of tactics. Yeah. Yeah. So I dropped my daughter off, and I'll tell you what I mean by this. Oh, yeah. I dropped my daughter off. Uh, she went to college, and I had to go through Iowa. Okay? The whole state is a giant subsidy. From the, from the corn ethanol BS to the windmills, it's one giant subsidy. Yeah. As most of these, these, these farmer states are. They're not what they what the rest of America thinks they are. Right. They're big corporate organizations that are run like little shell LLCs. Yeah, it's to not get the Waltons and, no. and plowing it's, fields. But the American and, no. people just just buy. There it. are those those do exist, but they're made virtually impossible. Uh, it's almost an untenable life in on because the of the subsidies. Or they're in on the scam too. Let's be very very yeah, if, frank. If you're if you're a mom and pop, you're not going to get the sort of help and okay. infrastructure that you're getting. So when I when I started to criticize when Trump went to Iowa. And said about the ethanol subsidies, we're going to get you more. And yeah. wasn't it Ted Cruz? Who's burning food? Does that make any sense it's just to anyone? so stupid. But wasn't it Ted Cruz who actually won running on the actual um, principles of conservatism? You know, I don't remember. I do. Actually. I'm, I only asked that question because I knew the answer. And, and, you and, need a rhetorical life. And at that point, I thought Trump would understand I don't have to continue selling this nonsense. And I was always optimistic in the pliability of Trump because I do believe he wants to win and I do believe he is a patriot and wants what's best for the country. I am very nervous, however, when he makes these statements of collectivism and of Keynesian money funneling into an economy and then says, and by the way, I am the Republican representative. So what's more important in the clip that we're going to go through isn't the I am the chosen one. It's the other aspect to it where he feels that he, to a certain extent, has the right. Or an obligation, even. Or an obligation yeah. to, to, to really destroy business-to-business relationships. See, in my world, in American conservatism, there's a separation of the economy and the state. You know how everybody says the church and the state? It's also the economy and the state. Well, because if you allow government to backdoor nationalize business, you don't have property rights you don't have free business almost had that when they when they tried nationalizing banks when they wanted to i don't guys like well soft nationalization but yeah i mean if they were to literally go and uh there's an argument to be made for you know just the fdic existing um being a nationalization and then degrees from there but but yeah actually going in taking ownership taking control of banks and then um operating the lending as opposed to just regulating it um but I think they realized that they would they would lose a straw man if they did that. They 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 would lose the left would lose a straw man if they did that. They yeah, would, and that's you know. and that, and that's the broader point. I, I I truly believe as time goes on and you see him at the G seven and you see um, um, him sitting across from that new prime minister from from Great Britain who looks surprisingly like Boris him. Uh, Boris Karlov. Yeah, well, Boris yeah, uh, yeah, Boris the Becker. Boris. Yeah. Or Yeltsin, what is his and name? And he says yeah. Johnson, and he says something that that I was embarrassed my president didn't say, and I'll tell you what it was. Hmm. He said free trade has drastically enriched Great Britain, well, and, and he has essential. to right now because he's going into No Deal Brexit, where he has zero trade deals on the books, and he is going to be at the mercy of of the good graces of his neighbors very soon. Yeah, I like the idea of Brexit, but man, did they completely muck it up. 
Well, I'll tell you. I did, That's using a British term. Did they or did they just slow play it the way government likes to do to keep it to no, keep the bad thing going? No, I'm I'm sort of an Anglophile. I I ingest BBC news more than I ingest yeah, anything me too. else. Me too. And, I watch a lot of it, and I see and I appreciate what's going on in Britain, the infighting and that, and it is it, it's a genuine. That's not a. It's not. Well, a that's bit. what it looks like it's when government work. when government just says, "I don't care what you voted for." Well, that's We're right. We're doing it our way. That's right. And and there's so many people who are part of the government there who are completely and utterly against the idea of exiting the European Union. They thought that they could force them, you know, they could force the electorate to go, okay, well, if we're not going to get it done right, if we're really going to shoot ourselves in the foot, then we need to, we need to back out of this. Yeah. But and it's just not going to happen. You know what else this reminds me of? This is like looking into a crystal ball of what will happen if under some miracle we are somehow able to get out from under the Affordable Care Act, this is how it's going to look. Right. The government, even after the people... They're going to keep trying to handcuff it. They're just going to keep it, and they're going to keep your ability to get out from under it yep. away from you. I, I, that, yeah. I mean, it's like the IRS, because uh, there's not going to be any fines this year, right? If you don't have... So if the IRS continues to charge fines... This, we don't care what the law said. We're just going to continue to charge fines for people who don't have health insurance. See, and, you go, huh? and the, this is why I love a lot of what Trump does. The idea that he simply took away the ability to be fined for not participating was truly an achievement that I think he needs credit for. And so I the give him though, credit for that. Yes, but the problem is it's good enough for most people. That right there is yeah, for, for a lot of simpletons. Let's put it honestly, yeah. simpletons. That was repealing Obamacare. That's just and, moronic. And, and yeah. they just don't know what else is in there, all the rest of the BS and the, and the shenanigans no, because it was that so, were built into that law. But it was so infinitesimal. I had Tom, you know, Tom did our show with us last week. Yes. I had him give me a quote. And the only quote that is any real benefit to me are these short-term policies. Right. Well, so what does that mean? I, I, I have six months, then I have to apply and get six months again. Right. So, because they don't know what they can offer for a full year. It's not even a true helping hand. It's something, and yes, it's better than nothing, but it's not good enough for us. So, uh, if it's bankruptcy protection. That's all it is. Isn't it true? It's always just a little film, a little. Here, it's almost what I wanted it you to, or what you wanted it to be. It's not. 312 642 5600. When we get back, we're going to play the clip. We'll dissect that a little bit. Liberty Hour. Call Sean now at 312-642-5600. I got to tell you, McBeth, having teenage girls, man, I'll tell you, my daughter, you know, she was kind of a pain. And I'm like, I'm glad you specified that we were talking about your daughter. I can't wait till this kid goes to school. So I go drop her off at school. And then and now it's there's like, like a hole in your life. Dude, it's terrible. It? Yeah. The same thing that was, she was like a stone in my shoe that I yeah. now miss. I can't take Dude, it. I, I spent the whole summer, like all my spare time, just hanging out with my daughter. Who's seven? I mean, it's not even. Oh, college that's age. when they're the best. But then you know, I put her on a bus, and it's like, ah, damn. no. But when they're teenagers, you're like, just now I don't get... have anybody to play wee bowling with. Right, but when they're teenagers, you're going to see this is the best time. And then as they're teenagers, you're like, get out of the house. Yes. Then they leave, and you're like, wait a minute, you're not in the, you know, you're not in the house. I can't. I, I don't know where you are. Yeah. So I'm, I drop her off at school, and you know, to me, everything is like, you know, I'm from Melrose Park, so I don't like change, right? So I go and I drive her to the middle of nowhere. And I'm like, well, this town isn't bad. I see like four cigar stores, you know, just off campus. They built the entire town, it looks like, around the school. Yes. They did. Well, Lincoln, school. Yeah, Lincoln, Nebraska is yeah, like that. Big yeah. school, right? So we're walking and I'm looking and I'm, you know, I'm suspicious of everybody. I'm thinking if somebody mounts off to me, 
I'm going to punch him in the face. Like no, your first day you'll of prison. Get, you'll get that corn strength punch right back yeah, in the so jaw. Yeah, so everything's like my first day of it's prison. Not park, Just son. hit somebody in the face. So I'm walking in, and all these kids are coming up. They're like, hi, sir, how are you? And everybody's so nice. I'm like, all right, maybe this isn't a it's bad It's hard thing. for me to imagine someone who would last less <laughs> of a time than you in prison. It's, oh, yeah, because I'm pretty. Don't worry about it. Candace, thanks for calling the show. How are you? Sean, the University of Iowa may as well be Penn State as far as I'm concerned. No, she I goes mean, to Nebraska. Everybody I know who's... No, my kid well, goes to Nebraska. Oh, she goes to Nebraska. Yeah, I just had to drive, had to drive through, through Iowa. Iowa. I had to drive through He's Iowa, which is less than and... pretty yeah. okay, when I'm sorry, seeing all subsidized dollars. No, it's, like right. the, it's like Holland after the drugs. Yeah. The windmills look like crap. It's all right. I got my two Nebraska shirts. I just consider them as very expensive shirts. Go ahead. Well, it's still full of leftists, all these colleges. So just, you know, make sure she knows about PragerU. Yeah. And your show. No, your my show. kid doesn't. You're not, she don't listen to me. Not even close. Well, he might be surprised. I'm the sure father. They don't listen to the father. Yeah, well, I hope so. That's well, what I'm hoping for. Yeah, I hope so, too. Hey, I was just telling the call screener um, that um, about health care that um, recently we had surgery and I had a big argument with my husband last Friday night about health care about the fact that there's no such thing as healthcare anymore, which you're like the only person that's ever talked about this on the radio, that really basically what it is now is cost plus 20. Yeah. I mean, so basically, if you want cheaper, you basically say, I'll pay cash, and then you have less 20% is basically the exact cost. It's I mean, exact. It's even surgery. Yeah, it's even less yeah, than that. It's 50%. When you get surgery, if you offer them cash, you it's it's at the most it's going to cost you is 50%. You could probably get it for 30%. But go ahead. Right. But you know what? There's no um, competition with the labs. The labs is what's hurting healthcare more than anything else. I think the doctor's fees are more um, competitive now. But what I've noticed is if you need labs, oh, my God, they're so expensive. I just recently had surgery. My labs were almost as much as the surgeon's fees. It was I could not believe. I was shocked. The surgeon well, was shocked. They even called me. They even called me at home to say, uh, by the way, we've been, we just got your pathology fees. And I was like, holy, I couldn't even believe it. So we're still paying those off, but I'm... Well, it's like anything else. There's no competition in labs. There's There's, no competition between labs. Exactly. You know? So, you know, Candace, I I, I have good friends of mine, very, very close friends of mine who are in the insurance business on every level. I've got also friends who are doctors, and we have a a sponsor of the show, Tom Mirabali, who was in our show last week. I loved it. You know, I love it. But listen, it is the perfect scam that's ever been created. It, it is, it is it, it, I mean, next to various religions that are on street corners, this is the greatest scam. It is selling you something that it knows from the beginning. When it comes time for their end, they're going to stiff you. So literally, from the moment you start sending them money, they don't really care. Because ultimately, their game plan is, I'm not going to pay you. That's why the movie Rainmaker, it's true. Their first thing is no, or their first thing is they, they're instantly negotiating with the doctors. They're slow paying them. And then ultimately what happens when it fails, it becomes so big and so necessary because you're selling fake safety that the government is going to end up taking it over. And this is just I not. I get so frustrated with oh. people. I'm like, what is wrong with all of you? You think you're actually getting care? You're not. You're getting disease management. That's it. Listen, all you're it's, it's, it's the same thing with a different subject when you talk about the economy. People just want the illusion 
of a fake safety. And if the right salesman tells them they got that fake safety, the people are all in. One thing that you notice when you see people buy something and then they just don't want to think about it anymore. I don't have to take care of myself. I don't have to worry as much because I have insurance. Isn't it perfect? Right. I don't have to change my oil. I don't need to change my wipers. I don't need. It's the same thing. It's just, it's just, it's, it's a deficiency where people want to talk to an expert. If you put a tie on a guy and you dress him up in a suit, he's the expert. And they could sell you anything. And insurance to me is the perfect scam because from the day one, they know they're never going to pay. So that's why I love it um, because it's okay, the perfect scam. Okay, one other scam. question. Can I ask another question sure. about real estate? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, um, you know how like what's going on in real estate now where the bottom's kind of, oh, I don't like to say falling out, but there's no millennials coming up to buy It's ultimate houses. stagflation. They buy houses. It's at, okay. at best stagflation. So I have to ask you a question. So do you think that um, Florida is somewhat... Um, uh, kind of like risk proof against that because it's such a desirable state because of the weather. So here's the thing. I got 35 seconds, but I'm going to answer your question and as fast as I can, and I'll even talk about it when I get back. The only thing that separates it from all the other states is is the climate, but that it has everyone's eyes on it. So it's not just American eyes that are on that Florida real estate. It's European eyes. It's all around the world are looking to put assets to work, and it is economically the fastest growing because of all the retirees. It also looks like a stocking foot. It's the perfect state. I love it, and it gives me this golden tan. We'll be back after this. 312-642-5600. You're listening to The Liberty Hour with Sean Thompson. Get on the line with Sean by calling 312-642-5600. So we don't talk about this enough. I talk about it very quickly when we talk about Illinois. Candace asked a question about why Florida is so... Uh, Florida real estate. Yeah. But there's something that's that's more... It's, it's a macro picture that you have to keep in mind. Yeah. States that are fiscally sound are always going to rebound from a bad real estate collapse. Yeah, they don't from have a, lead shoes from on. A, because real estate ultimately... Is a portion of the state it's it's in. Yeah, obviously, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's the physical stock location. in yeah. that state. Yeah. So the things that make also true of that county and in that city and every you know, it's exactly right. You know, go as small as you want. People forget about that, especially Illinoisans, yeah. because we're so used to be victims of circumstance. We pretend that oh, this is a problem all other states have. It's not. No. So just if New you Jersey can, and New York and yeah, California, really Democrat run states, because this is the philosophy of the Democrat. It is fiscal suicide. Well, there's also the point like, like people are mentally lazy. So when you're looking at a house you look at that block, you're not necessarily looking at the town or even the next block over. You're looking at the block and you go, oh, there's nice houses on this block. And that's how they judge the area. So you could have a pan back know, from 10,000 feet. Away. That's what matters. Right. So these states that are run efficiently, that have none of this, because Illinois is technically bankrupt. I mean, you, it can never declare bankruptcy because it has the power of taxation. But if you were to look at its liabilities versus its assets versus the future yeah. unfunded liabilities, come on, it's not even close. Well, anytime you're taxing your population to, into other states, yeah. I, I think you're bankrupt no matter how you define it. And you know, it. you know, I'm going to tell you something. I was watching the Sunday shows, and this plays nationally now because I'm going to tell you what I mean by this. I was watching all the Sunday shows, and each one of the Democrats on there, and they even have Rahm Emanuel now on one. Each one of them says, if we go into a recession, that's it, a Democrat will win. And I thought to myself, are there that many stupid people like the Illinoisans who, when things are bad economically, they actually vote for a socialist? Do you actually want an answer to that question? I don't. But you know, you know what? the answer to that I question do. I don't is like yes. the truth. 
It's like the guy who realizes, why is the landscaper at my house in the wintertime? You don't want to really think about it. Look, when Mike Dicka was fired as the Bears head coach, Mm -hmm. okay, because they hadn't been to the, you know, the playoffs in the last couple of years. Mike Dicka was probably, if they would have kept him around and they would have just put great talent in front of him, he probably would have done pretty well. Yeah, but di- people, when you when you have something you don't like, you change something in front of you. I know, you lost me with sports. You know I'm not a sports fan. Oh, right, let's go to Mike. Mike, thanks for calling the show. How are you? How are you doing, Sean? I love your show, the best show. Thank you. On the radio all week. Ah, thank you. I just want to say, if, if you're going to be out and around in the, in the city... On September 7th, All right. the German Parade, my club is having a luncheon and a uh, open house. I would be more than happy to buy you what, drinks. What's the date? What's the date? So, tell, me, tell me the date again. September 7th, he said. September 7th. Oh, wait a minute. I get, back in the, I get back into town on that Friday. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to do all I can because I'd love to meet you. I'd love to meet you face to face. Come to the German club. I'll text you the address. All right, good. And, you know... Both you gentlemen, and I'll buy you drinks and buy you lunch. You I'm, can meet everybody. I'm the actual German you here. Can, so. <laughs> and I don't drink, that's, that's but that's okay. all right. He eats and drinks for both of us. <laughs> that's true, actually. Fact. And I just wanted to say, you know, I'm driving around. I was on the south side of the city. I was looking for a city attorney that tried cheating me <laughs> on workers' compensation. Oh. But I'm driving, just on, driving the Kennedy, around looking for him on the sidewalk, or what? This, this is a guy that's a really guy. I love no, him. no, I... I, I I, I stopped by her house, but she wasn't home. But I do have a baseball bat in the front oh, seat no of my car. On my radio. And if you guys, if you guys want to give me the address in Wadsworth of that piece of garbage, Joe Walsh, oh, that doesn't like my president, I'll stop by and see him. Uh, violence. That's not a piece all of right. garbage. Well, we like, yeah, Joe's not. I don't think he's even got the town right, by the way. That's all right. Joe, hey, Mike, I'm going to see you at the German Fest, you crazy son of a gun. Get rid of the bat, huh? Jeez. Can, nothing can happen from a city worker driving around. With a baseball bat who, looking for a lawyer. Who cheated what a, on workman's comp. Gee, I can't imagine why the city's in financial ruin. I think ruin. that was all a work just to get to, to have some I sort mean, of love, segue to having a bat with him. I love Mike, but if you're on work, workman's comp, are you really you're, you're, Listen, you're going to drive around with a baseball bat? Mike, here's a, here's a, a radio comp? tip. Yeah. I'm going to give Mike a, a pro tip here. Radio tip. Radio tip right. right. If you've got a voice that sounds like, you know, one of the super fans, which Mike does. He is a super he's, fan. He's, you know, this is Mike from the... Yes. Love him. Okay. Yeah. Solid Chicago accent. Uh-huh. All you have to do is say, I was playing 16-inch. And boom, you've already got an excuse to have the bat. You don't have to go into the whole lawyer thing. Yeah, I'm from Melrose Park. We don't do bats. We do axe handles. Yeah, you know. got to cover more area. We're I'm, little. I'm from Dalton. We put nails in the bats. <laughs> I'll tell you the truth. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, that was our first first comment on the Joe Walsh news, which I on have the air, to say. Yeah. I have to I've say. I've fielding calls all day. I got to tell you my, my two cents. For now, Joe Walsh is, full disclosure, he's a friend of mine, gave me my shot on radio. We both like him and very I, much. I, I really do like him. Um, and I, I like a lot. Listen, a lot of my friends do bad decisions, and I they're my friends, so I stick by him. I had a friend marry a stripper. I knew how it was going to end. I stuck by my friend. It's what I do. Yeah, but so, at least she's contributing to the I household budget. And I told my friend the whole time all the bad things that were going to happen. Right, I've, so I've gonna, had people in relation. Yes, I've had one of my best friends. I'm going to do the same thing for in a relationship Joe. where I call it ahead of time, and then it happens, and he still doesn't listen. To All me. the bad things are going to happen to be attacked by everybody. But here's the the grand scheme of things. I like to, I'm a big picture guy, and I like to look at the big picture. I love the kind of country where a guy could literally say, 
I'm running for president. And if he has the wherewithal, if he has somewhat of the popularity, if he has any kind of credibility at all, it gets attention and it's at least talked about. Nothing bad can come from Trump being primaried. I think that it's a problem for us as Republicans. He's not going to lose his base. But here's the thing. you Don't you want the argument? I want the argument yes. all the time. I this want is the about, This is big, baby. This is about fundamentals and principles. I don't want to turn things over to, to personalities and to cultism where, oh, he's a Republican. I got to get in the seat. That's how countries turn out like the states of Illinois. These are Republicans that brought us here, not just the Democrats who told you what they wanted to do. Is that it? The show? We have one more segment. All right, good. Get on the line. 312-642-5600. This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. I have to clarify, Mike called back and said he never went on disability. Oh, all right, good. He was bit by a German shepherd, and he went right back to work. Sure, he was bit by good a German you, shepherd. I can tell you right now, he Mike's sounds like he's got gravy SOB. on him. That's why, yeah. yeah he's quite he's a, a German shepherd. Dude. He enticed that German shepherd, Mike. Well, you know. All right, let's I, go to and the... he still wants to go to the German parade. That's forgiveness. I'm going there. John, thanks for calling the show. How are you, kid? Hey, doing well. How you doing? Good, good. Uh, I just wanted to make a quick comment about the uh, the whole pension situation in Illinois. You know, it's much worse than, than people, you know, here because these pensions are use, uh, using a really high discount rate. So I just wanted to make that comment. The unfunded liabilities like double. Oh, of course. It's, say, well, then, yeah. um, here's I'm the, sure you guys know that. But well, here's the thing, Joe. I appreciate you calling. But here's the other thing. I have a big problem with anybody that bought this pension system. And I mean that because from the minute it was it was brought to the table of politicians, it was built on a lie as far as I'm concerned. Broad. You know what I mean, John? Look at the math. You've got a market that's been parabolic for 10 years and you're not even close to covering the guesstimates or the predictions of the so-called money managers who told them what those funds would do. So to me, oh, this, yeah. this is something. And why, what do you think they charge? These guys who have these pension funds, there's no, there's no uh, surprise as to why they're all interwoven with their contributors to politicians. This is a scam that they put the Illinoisan up to that they knew from the minute they implemented it, all the common people would be on the hook for it. It is diabolical. Oh, and then if you said anything, you know, resembling the uh, truth, you are the bad guy. And the fact you, you that, hate the workers, you hate, you want to strip people of their pension. It's just no. and the audacity oh, of government. If I can get one more thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, one more thing, you know, actually with some of the newer uh, legislation they've done with the pensions, actually the younger workers are subsidizing the older workers oh, yeah. with the tier one, tier two stuff. Well, you know why, John? It's like every Ponzi scheme. It's the FDR example. <laughs> it's a it's a fracking Ponzi scheme. It's what it was always intended to be, and it's it, it, it's complete failure. And nothing they can do can save it. And in fact, what it's become is their favorite weapon to beat your family, who has nothing to do with receiving these pensions. All of our families and the kids that are in the cradles now, and Macbeth's seven year old daughter. That's who's going to be bailing all this out if they're dumb enough to no, stay. Because she ain't staying. There, there you go. That's my guy. <laughs> all right, John. Thank you. I appreciate you calling the show very much. Thank you. It's, you're hard-pressed to get a day where we're going to stick up for the Illinois pension system. Because I'm going to tell you something about this. If, if by hard-pressed, you mean impossible. Then this yes. is like, these are like two guys on Western Avenue talking about how they can build an entire car business from, from a combination of auction cars and stealing cars, and then pretending that it's going to be Burt Wyman Ford. And that's what these pensions were. They were a scam from the setup. I really believe that.
And the idea that people of intelligence sat by and said, wait a minute, I can give you the value of $130,000 in contributions. Yeah. And in 20 years time, you can give me the, the back end of $3 million in perpetuity. In perpetuity. Do you want to hear a funny story? Yeah. It's, it's a tangential story, but it's funny. All right. So, you know, Salozzi and Edelson back in the day, they had the saying where you always save more money, mm-hmm. right? And they would flash cash in front of you. It was all singles or whatever. Sure. There was a used car dealership, and I'm not going to say where it was because it'll give it away. Anybody who lives there, I think the place is still open. And I used to work in that business. Okay. And um, they actually had a sign in front of their business that said, where you always save less money. Because they wanted the familiar familiarity of the tagline, but they yeah. didn't want to get sued. Exactly, and people just thought that was the greatest thing ever. That's great, was, and, That's and great. they didn't they didn't get it. You don't, tell they you don't what, stop to look at it. They had twice the honesty of the guys of the Illinois it was politicians. The most accurate statement by a used car dealership to these money managers, who, by the way, nobody talks about the fact they're charging three and four times the fees to manage pensions that never hit their mark, and we just keep paying the tab. And this is the weapon used against us, the Illinois citizens, to constantly have our costs increase. Doubling of the gas taxes, doubling of the toll system. By the way, i got to tell you, I took the tolls. That's an atrocity what people pay to travel these roads in Illinois. It's an atrocity. It's pretty bad. Kid media studio, we have Louis Vuitton as a median barrier. It's outrageous to me. All right, this is the Liberty Hour. You know, McBeth, I'm doing Joe Walsh's show tomorrow from 5 to 7. Very excited about it. We'll talk to you then. Thank you. I have to go home. I have to go home. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.